getting close in a way to it, like seeing the the uh, incredible similarities of my thoughts with someone else's thoughts at the meeting, and incredible similarity between my feelings and someone else's feelings, and an incredible similarity between my reactions to situations life and their reactions to situations in life, yet it tends not to go all the way. You stop right there, and that shell of terminal uniqueness just keeps, you know, all evidence to the contrary sort of fall, you know, it's like a Teflon, it just goes right off it. That's why repetition's helpful. Yeah, because there is an active uh, denial of what we are. It's not a passive denial, it's an active denial. The activity is being obsessed with self, is the active denial of what you are. Yeah. So, as long as it's remembering self and all that it entails, yeah, which being that sense of being a long lasting, independent, separate entity. And you could add other qualities to it, sort of like, well, if you look at selfing, its first movement is the claim. Yeah? So, something that doesn't have a life has to claim a life. Yeah? Something that doesn't have any energy has to claim energy. Something that doesn't have any light has to claim light. Yeah? So, it's like a weird... Uh, A simulation of the real thing, but it's off. Yeah. So, if you look at selfing, selfing's first movement, it comes, it comes into sort of sentience with conscious contact, and it immediately starts saying, "I'm the one who's conscious." Yeah. And so that every time consciousness is moving through this event to produce a, a realm of experience, it says, "I'm the one who's seen." I'm the one who's hearing, I'm the one who's feeling, I'm the one who's tasting, and I'm the one who's touching. It can't get rid of the tasting, feeling, touching, seeing, and hearing, so it does the next best thing, which is claim it. Yeah? In other words, it can't erase what's actually happening. It can't. It has no power. Well, what it does is it claims to be the one that's doing it. Yeah? And as soon as the claiming, as soon as, it's sort of like putting a claim on territory that isn't yours, you know? So it puts the claim on it, and it seems to work, you know? There's, the mind sort of goes into that lullaby, and okay, let's, you know, we're going to encroach on Asia now, you know? And then it's like, it starts assuming it has a lot to do with things you have nothing to do with. And it, and this wouldn't just come into mind, it has to come through language, usually. So the mental state is bolstered and reinforced by language. So the thoughts are heard in language. And those thoughts, just like we always use that example of, uh, I went back east and I hadn't been there for a while, and my hair had grown, and when people came to see me, they go, oh, Paul, you're growing your hair. And, uh, and I would go, oh, yes, I'm growing my hair, I'm doing a very good job, you know. Look at how nice it looks and stuff like that. And I realized that if I grow it with other people, it grows even more. So I go to a group and we spend a couple hours a week together growing our hair. And it go, and you can go on and on and on and everyone would start laughing. Obviously, you're not growing your hair, you're just not cutting it. Exactly. But the language implies you do, 
The language is implying you have something to do with something you have nothing to do with. Guess what? That's what it's doing most of the time. That's what it's doing most of the time. People here are living as if they're the cause of every action that's ever been moved through this body. That they're the thinker of every thought that's ever you know, broken the surface of awareness or consciousness. Or that every feeling has been only felt by you. You're the only one, there's only one of you that's felt all these different things happening. Now, if you took the you out of it, are feelings occurring? Seemingly. Are thoughts arising? Yes. Yeah. Actions being done? Yes. But like Lord Buddha was supported, purported to have said, <coughs> you know, uh, events happen, deeds are done, but there's no individual doer thereof. It's a beautiful statement. So events are happening, deeds are being done, but there is no individual doer thereof. So the false cause is happens with the claiming. So now you become the cause of what's actually just happening. So you're the one who's seeing, yet it seeing has, doesn't need doesn't need your agreement at all. I don't care how much you didn't want to see, if these eyes were open and they were looking out a window and a bird flew by, there would be the seeing of the bird. Even if you swore off on a stack of Bibles, I'm never seeing another fucking bird in this life. If you were looking out that window and a bird went by, they'd be seen. And then the sense of you who didn't want to see the bird would come after. But when the sense of you that has the opinion, I didn't want to see that freaking bird, yeah, comes after, that implies it was before the scene. You see the heights? It's incredible. So here's the scene, and then there's the bird, and then the sense of self arises and says, I'm the seer of that, and I didn't want to see it. But... And then the feeling was that you had some choice because what it, it alludes itself to or points to is that you were there prior to the scene because you're the cause of the scene. And it assumes that if you were prior to what was just seen, you should have some say in what was seen. Yeah, that's what happens all day. People, the day's going sort of awry, supposedly, and there's an assumption that they have... they. They assume that they have power that they don't have, and they get frustrated. You know, I don't want this day to go like this, yeah? But voila, it's going like that. What does that imply? You don't got any juice, bro. No, no, I refuse. No, I'm going to just think about, oh, how different it would be if I wasn't here, but have you left, actually? No, yeah? I'm just going to think about the future all fucking day. When is that going to be happening? Now. Oh, I'm just going to think about, oh, those days when things did go my way. When is that thought going to be happening? Now. You can't escape here. You can't. The head acts as if it can. It assumes it can. Because you take yourself to be the thinker, if the thought's about a week from now, you think you're spaced out now. But it's not true. That's the whole point of why try to get into what you can't be out of? Why is so, everyone working so hard to get more into the moment? There must be a belief there that they could be out of the moment. You didn't have the drive when you were a kid, unless you were in an abusive situation. I wasn't. When I was playing, my head hadn't thought about time yet or believed it yet. 
or made it up yet, and so I wasn't worrying, will I be playing next week while I was playing then? Because next week had no influence on the now to me. Yeah? What happened? Suddenly, how did what's not happening suddenly or over time get so much influence over this event, this life? How did it happen when it didn't have any influence at one point? What, what coincided with the loss of the now, seemingly, and then the indoctrination into yesterday and tomorrow? What happened? What was the bridge for that to start occurring? The thought system got developed. You started to have thoughts, and those thoughts were held as yours, as if you were the cause of them. Yeah? <clears throat> and so on and so forth. And then suddenly, maybe it happened quickly, maybe something scared you, like a parent dying, and then you were shocked into something, but maybe it happened a little slowly, and suddenly, your interest and attention, which was being spent here, you know, wherever that here was, when you were a kid. I mean, it, do you think it was the 12 soldiers you had, plastic soldiers, that were that enthralling that you played with for three years in a row? No, it was mind. Yeah? I was given all the meaning those fucking soldiers symbolized to me. My imagine, I, imagination was fertile. And so they were coming alive to me in the situations I thought of them being in. Not because of the plant. They didn't have, they had no moving parts. They're not like the toys they have now. They were just like cheap plastic little things like with a gun like this. And another guy with a grenade or something, you know? Like 12 of them. And Wayne Griffin had 12 of them and we'd have like a three-year three -year war going on underneath an old apple tree in, in my backyard. So what was enlivening that event? It wasn't a freaking... I mean, my mother probably bought a bag at the 5 and 10 for like 58 cents of these plastic soldiers. It wasn't like a huge, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars of stuff. It was just here, brawl, hit the road, go outside. Okay, What happened? It seemed to be there was no idea of time, so I wasn't worried about tomorrow yesterday. When I was walking through my house, I didn't think my room was too small or that I should have different clothes on or that my mother was ugly. I didn't, none of that was ever coming up. There was just love happening, yeah? The adults may have been a little crazy, but I didn't even see that yet. There was just love happening and things were going on, you know? And then something seemed to have come to the fore, or let's say to the front, and it was the thought system. And the thought system implied, the way I heard it, that something is really wrong with you, bro. Something is wrong with you, and you can't let anyone find that out. So get your song and dance together, and fucking tap, tap toe yourself out into this life, you know? And an unease came about, irritability, restlessness, and discontent, content, and it was coincided with the arrival or the domination of the thought system. Then you start having a feeling, which is insane, being uncomfortable in your own skin, which in a sense is going to be the only skin you're ever going to be in. That's really starting behind the eight ball. Yeah. If every day when you wake up you're uncomfortable in your own skin, what's that going to breed? A reliance on something that can help you. What's, that, what's going to volunteer for that position? The thought system. It says, rely on me, bro. 
I'll navigate you through this fucking grade school, and I'll navigate you through this. I'll navigate you through this tryout. I'll navigate you. And then all that interest attention, which was enriching my life, and, you know, just having love for my grandmother, like she was a goddess, like that, all of that suddenly got called back to central office and then got redistributed where there was pictures of my family and I when I was young, and I looked like a little cherub, and everyone looked really shiny, and everyone looked happy, and it was just this. And then by five years later, it looked like I was pasted into the picture, and I was looking at my mother suspiciously. I was like, who are these fucking people? What the fuck happened? Something must have developed that hadn't developed yet. Yeah. And it changed a lot of things. So then that, this became the dominant force. Now my interest and attention was mostly up in here. So when I walked in the room, I thought about walking in the room. I didn't have the sense of just walking into the room. I didn't have the sense of just hitting the baseball. I thought, did anyone see me get that hit? Well, I'm thinking, that lady just left the stands because I'm up. Yeah? <clears throat> I started, that there's tons of thoughts about self and what everything means to self. Yeah? And it was an incredible dis-ease, dis really. And as soon as I got motivated enough to find out what worked, and that was alcohol. When I first drank alcohol, I didn't know what I was looking for, but when I drank alcohol, I knew that was it. I hadn't recognized it before. When I was 12 years old, I wasn't thinking about alcohol. I was introduced to it, and alcohol, ah, that's what I've been fucking looking for. So I drank, drank, and it brought me relief from taking these thoughts so seriously. And I'll tell you, looking at my life from that point on, the alcoholic of my type is I'm willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. I must have been feeling really fucking uncomfortable to keep on drinking, using like I did. Because even after it seemed to... Anyone who ever looked at it would say, it's not working for you. Some way, somewhere, I believed it was still working for me. Because it was allowing me to avoid, somewhat, that fucking thought system. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, there's an easier, softer way. Because I could have, I, you know, if you could transcend a place through drug addiction, I would have. I was one of the greatest devotees to cocaine. I've ever run into. I mean, I match my devotion to cocaine with devotions to God and to spiritual teachers in the, in the histories of spirituality. I match what I did for drugs to any, all those devotees did for their teacher or for God. I gave everything over to it. I gave everything I could get from you over to it. I loved it all fucking day. I'd do anything to get high. And so on and so forth. And whatever obstacles were put in my way, I'd get over those obstacles to sort of profess my love for cocaine by doing it. You know? What happened? And you know what? All the talking, all the self-help books, how much do they really work? Because by the time you're reading that self-help book, you've been occupied for years. For year upon year. And do you think a book is going to deter it? It's just going to suck the book up, conceptualize it, neuter it, and then you'll become a collector of self-help books. You'll have tons of them in your house, signifying that somehow your self has been helped, but it hasn't really. 
Yeah, yourself has been helped, but the point is you're not the self. <clears throat> Why so spend so much time trying to help what you're not? Trying to help what you're not get socialized or civilized or behave in an appropriate manner or just not fuck up that picnic next week or, you know, have more than a six-month-long relationship. These are the high, high goals of self that it needs tons of help just to try to reach. Well, what would it be like to be free from all that? To be free from it, for the allegiance to it to have been broken, and not even broken, but to have seen, to have never have possibly ever, ever, ever have, could ever have happened. That there's no way you could lose what you are. No matter how much identification happens, no matter how much obsession self suffers, <clears throat> no matter how much condemning you've done yourself, it still hasn't changed the baseline of life, which is you're still aware of you today. Even if you haven't accrued as much value as your mental state said but by the time you left this morning, you're still conscious right now. Yeah. It can't, it cannot divvy out consciousness. It cannot privatize consciousness. This is the baseline. There's awareness. And everything else comes after awareness if you want to look at it as a progression. There's the baseline of awareness, and whatever comes after awareness cannot have an effect on awareness. Yet awareness can have an effect on everything that comes after it. <clears throat> because everything that comes after it has no reality other than the reality you and I give it. Yeah? <clears throat> can you imagine going out buying all those books all the different books of Monopoly, 80 different views of Monopoly, and yet somebody, something finally just puts you on square zero, and the dawn, it would dawn on you, this is square zero. Then all the other moves would make sense from here. Instead of assuming you're somewhere already, which is square three, and trying to learn about the game of Monopoly, how are you going to know what the game is from square three? The only true view is square zero. And even if, no matter how much huffing and puffing you do and you believe you're at square 28 and I once had this truth and I blew it, somehow you did something to lose what you can never have. So whatever. And then the ghost is given up and what happens? Something cracks open at square 23 and what dawns on you? You're on square zero. Then you do all this stuff and you're at square 53 and you think you're getting closer to the truth. <clears throat> the mind cracks open, and what happens? You're at square zero. Then you get demoted by your own self back to square five. You really fucked up. There's no consciousness, no love available to you. You did that fucking thing. So now you're at square five, and somehow some grace comes in, cracks your mind open again, and where are you? At square zero. It's got to dawn on you, there's only square zero. All the other squares are in appearances. And their appearances and the reality that they seem to hold is based on conditions and causes, all in the mind. Change this, everything changes. Change this, everything changes without wanting to change fucking anything. You don't even have to change this. Just recognize it's unchangeable. 
Yeah? Recognize all the huffing and puffing. Have you ever had that where, like if, with this cold, <clears throat> I'm hoping it's going to leave sooner or later. If not, you should start paying rent at my house, at least half the rent. <clears throat> well, let's hope it's going to leave. And when it leaves, it's going to be like it never happened. Very quickly, yeah? Is it? You know when you have a big deal or like you even broke something and then finally it heals? After a week or two, it's like it never happened. That's one of the most authentic feelings you ever get because it's really close because nothing ever did happen. Yeah? The same base is there with the break, the crutch or not the crutch. It's same awareness. Same awareness before, before during, after the cold. See, the cold doesn't take the awareness away, does it? <clears throat> the awareness may make the cold seem worse because you're quite conscious of it, but the cold doesn't take any, does not take the awareness. Why, like the Course in Miracles says, why your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability? Your attack thoughts, which are, are attacking your invulnerability. In other words, they have no ability to do fucking anything to what you are. They can seem to by you believing them. You give the thoughts the power to affect you. The thoughts do not give you, don't bring any power. They facilitate an intention of the mental process to bind you to the idea of being a self. That's all they do. <coughs> the mental process, once again, first movement is the claim. It's claimed the feeling system. It claimed the thinking system. It's claimed the body system of being the actor. And now it uses actions, thoughts, and feelings to bind you to the idea that it is offered up. This is what you are. You are this historical action figure. Yeah? A long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's what you are. If you go, well, let me lay down on the thoughts, and the thoughts are going to imply that. Feelings are going to imply that because they've been taken over. <coughs> but they're not like the feelings we had when we were a kid. They're like a re-feeling. Or in recovery, we call it a resentment, which is to re-feel something. <coughs> Everything is re-felt. Everything is rethought. Everything, every action is redone. Yeah? You do an action now, it's just a reminder of a past action that was claimed to be done by you before. Every thought, the only difference in the thoughts is not nouns, Yeah? You're worrying about this guy, your husband, I'm worrying about my girlfriend, dead. Alright? Now, I would think it was different if I was worrying about Sue, but how different is it? There's the worrying, yeah? It's just a different now, it makes it look different, but it's the same thing. I'm thinking about my dog, and the only thing that makes it different than you're thinking about your dog is the name my dog has. I'm thinking about this. You're thinking about Fido. Same thoughts. Yeah. Nouns are interchanged. Yeah. I'm pissed at him. I'm pissed at her. I'm pissed at him. What becomes the norm? I'm pissed. Yeah. There's freedom. If you can make the connection, like I sat there today, people share... Remember, it took me months. I was in AA for months. And I would listen. I always came in with a very strong shell of terminal uniqueness. Sat there. I didn't believe anyone could ever understand me because no one ever thought like I have. No one's ever felt like I have. No one else has ever done what I've done. 
And then I went to a meetings of people who have the same parasite that I have running their experience here, alcoholism. And after a few months, I could only come to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts? How did they get my feelings? How did they get my actions? Or they're not my thoughts, they're not my feelings. And that's when the beginning of the revelation of the solution started not just dawning, but be able to get traction in my life. Because I realized the whole glue to this thing is the personalness you're putting on that on things that are very impersonal. Yeah? Feelings are just feelings. Thoughts are just thoughts. It's the it's you're giving it the juice. The mental process is giving it the goo. You're the you're the it's the mind that's the that's the glue side. <clears throat> the thoughts don't glue themselves to you. You attract the thoughts with the holding them as yours. And then the power that you are gets distributed to every fucking thing your mental process has claimed and owned. And now what you believe you own, now own you. Oh, no, they don't. Well, are they producing effects that you don't like? That damn right. Well, they own you. Exact nature of the law, causes and conditions. It's important to see what's going on because that's the only reliable quality we have is that we're aware. Yeah? We're aware. To rely on that and, and let the awareness tell us what this, what's going on instead of us tell what's going on with the winds. Yeah? I'm not aware today because I didn't do my yoga or something like that. Let us get out of the business of trying to control what we can't control, and then let's see what gets revealed from that point of view. And maybe, just maybe, it will reveal to you there is no someone, there is no noun to be found. There never was, and there never will be, and therefore there is not now. And then you'll downloads will occur. You realize the only way sense, the only way self, which isn't so, can appear to be so, <coughs> it has to be remembered. It doesn't have, in other words, if you were going to meet self right now, there'd be no meaning of it. But you have to remember meaning it, and then you got to worry about the assumption that you are already that. Yeah. So you remember it by worrying, and you remember it by remembering. The mental state remembers self. So it goes like, I was there, I will be there, therefore I am here now. That's its assumption. And when you're in the system, as the system, by the system, for the system, you ain't getting out of the system. The identification as the system gets you into the position that we use in recovery, which is self can't get out of self. The opposite way is said, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, you can't use mind to seek mind, you can't use the light to seek the light. It's not going to work. These are corrections that happen. Those corrections save you time. Yeah. So I'm not trying to get into what I can't be out of. I'm not wasting any time trying to get out of what I can't be in. You don't know how much time goes in those two endeavors, trying to get into what you can't be out of, which is this moment, <clears throat> and then trying to get out of what you can't be in, which is your fucking head. You're much larger than a, a specimen that could be jammed into this little noggin here. 
You know what I mean? I remember I used to hear that statement in the Bible, the kingdom of heaven is within you, and I would think, the kingdom of heaven is pretty small, you know, because I assumed this, this was me, this is the body's me. <coughs> Jeez, there's no parking in the kingdom of heaven, but this is a little thin here. No, the kingdom of heaven is within you, you not as a body, you not as a mental idea, you as what you are. Everything is within that. That's the context of all contexts, and everything, everything that can appear, appears in that. That never appears to anything that appears. That is the context. All of this is the content, never to be different. <clears throat> the body isn't suddenly going to get so purified, it's going to become spirit. It's not going to happen. Yeah? You might as well give up that fucking ghost. And there's no way you're going to grasp spirituality to a predominant idea of being a body. This first came over me. The silence, like now, is what verified it. And it's never changed, ever since. The silence is so pregnant. So you come in a room and you can actually see the space almost. You can sense it so strongly. You know, you can finally sense nothing as a something almost, yeah? Instead of this losing nothing by taking all the something so real. Let nothing really appeal, appear as something. And then you hear a note, and the note appears in silence. If you ever hear a note of music, you wouldn't hear that without silence as the context. You wouldn't be able to see things unless no thing was the context. If it was things seeing things, no thing would ever fucking see a thing. But it's no thing seeing things. It's spirit seeing things. That's all that does see things. Yeah? Is no thing. No thing has ever fucking seen a thing ever. It's facilitated the act of seeing, but it's not the seeing. Take every sound back, and what's hearing it will never be heard. Take every vision back, take it back till you can see, and what, what's seeing can never be seen. Take a feeling, take it back as far as you can, and what's feeling can never be felt. Yeah. On a pragmatic level, you'll travel lighter here. Yeah? And the way this is formatted, time seems real. And when you can travel lighter through all the terrains of every day that's been, that is going to still be brought to you for however long you're going to live, you would see that little ability to travel lighter was the richest gift you could have ever received. You know? 
Doesn't say the shit that's going to happen is going to be removed. Doesn't say anything. You just rely on it and you find out. And what I found out over time, as an experience here, I've traveled lighter on a stabilized level for fucking years. With no thought or effort. No fucking work. Just being aware or awake to the awakeness, you know? Don't have to be supremely awake to it or ultimately awake to it or infinitely awake to it. A little dog shit, a level of awareness or awakeness to it is enough. It really is because you don't need much for everything. So you just, it's your awareness or your, your attention or your interest, however you want to call it, those movements in life, now... When they move, they're not looking for this. They're coming from it, yeah? So when attention moves, it moves from the awareness, not looking for something, yeah? Bereft or absent of the awareness. It's just like an arm being extended, yeah? It doesn't forget its source while it's paying attention to things during the day. So therefore, it's always rejuvenated. It stops looking for things to fulfill a need that can only be had by that recognition. Nothing in this world can take that place. Nothing. Ever. You're too defined. We're too defined by time. Yeah. Things are going to change. <coughs> but where this arm is reaching out of never changes. So now the awareness, the interest and attention has a little bit of an investment in what's always interesting and always attentive, yeah? <clears throat> In other words, the object of attention never moves. Never dwindles or turns or, or demands more. It's just always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary. You're the only one who has requirements, your mental state. And if you're not beholden to that, the requirements will have no sway. It's a damn good deal. Where's that book? You know, look at how many books are you? All right. Returning to silence, like you left. Everyday Zen. Oh, this is different. What is this? Compassion in action. Yes. Peace is every step. Warm smiles from cold mountains. Sounds good. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Being peace. Now that's good. I like that one. Being peace is cool. Beyond sanity and beyond sanity and madness. I would say before sanity and madness. Yeah. Before sanity and madness, there's no sat there's no insanity and madness or madness. Before none of this is relevant. After this is totally relevant, and what's always relevant is irrelevant. <coughs> With some kind of hope that somehow this is going to lead me there. If this would only get straightened out, I'd be there. Start there, and you would realize you don't need this to straighten anything out. 
Well, that was a good sound, did not it? <laughs> like a gunshot. Step by step, too long. <laughs> Transformation and healing. All right. A long way gone. No, <clears throat> the heart of understanding. How about the elbow of understanding? You know, the big toe of understanding. So what has to do with the heart, with the you know, the ultimate, the ultimate innermost of understanding? It just implies that this it's a different understanding than just dog shit awareness understanding. You know what I mean? It gives it like a ring of being more authentic because it has more absolute adjectives in front of it. The absolute understanding. Oh fuck! I don't have the absolute understanding. <laughs> <clears throat> Who, where am I going to get the absolute understanding? Fuck, jeez. What do I have? I have an intermediate understanding. <laughs> going towards the absolute, but it could fall back at any minute. So I'm in a precarious... My understanding is precarious. Pain-free. Oh, everyone loves to have this, man. Fuck, I'm taking this off. Pain-free, yes. No pain, lots of gain. Yes, hold on. Trauma and recovery. Yes. I mean, there must be thousands and thousands and thousands of books. I have nothing wrong with books. I like books. But thousands and thousands. Do you think if if the solution was really uh, gotten, the book, the the presses would have stopped, yeah? Maybe we just do art books and shit, you know, fucking expressive books, not not drawn to some kind of, if this, if this is whatever, you know? I mean, so look at the self-help books. I bet you no one's ever read one of them all the way through. You always read in a fucking, I want to get the extreme edition. I'm such a lost case, I need the extreme turbocharged edition, you know, of how to get into the moment. How to really get into the fucking real moment. I'm not getting into that false moment anymore. I want the ultimate moment. Yeah, this is it. It doesn't look like I thought exactly. Thank God. If it looks like you thought, fuck. That's why we like to call it dog shit awareness. People don't like that. What dog shit awareness? Yeah, dog shit awareness. <laughs> like stuff you step, you don't even know you have it in your shoe. You're walking around all day. You step right in what you're looking for. So, and I, you know, I apologize to all these titles and just <coughs> using them to get a point. You see, you know. <coughs> It's a lot simpler. I don't know where your life will take you. I really don't. But it's fun to find out when those false fires are extinguished because they never were on. Yeah? They were never on. When that's recognized, see where life takes you. Maybe because you won't have such a keen interest in getting anywhere, or if you're not going anywhere, you can't be lost. You see Maybe you'll end up being able to hold the space for situations. Because you'll see, that's all there's always ever been, is the space. 
Well, are there any questions? I can't really go on tonight. Yeah, where did this come from? <coughs> My landlady. 